0: A very good evening to all and welcome to this session. Now let's go ahead with the testimonies for this evening, giving praise and glory to God for whatever He has done and worked in your life. Who would like to share their testimony first? Uh, Brother Russell, this is Emi. I'd like to give glory and praise to our Lord in this Lent session for, um,
1: for our repentance. For uh, we can come to Him to for repentance in our thoughts, in our actions, what we have failed to do in works, and uh, be thankful for His um, uh, grace and His uh, mercies upon us all, and His love, and and, and even to uh, He keeps on answering our prayers, even not for us, also the Christians, but, you know, people who do not want to know him and uh, would just turn away from him. he's still pours out his blessings to everyone. For, for more, for whosoever, I like to thank the Holy Spirit for also calling upon those who believe in him, that experience his joy and peace and love that we like to share with other people in and for, and take on his um, morals to uh, forgive our enemies, or he uh, uh, he blesses and feeds the those ones who are evil as well. And you know we all live in the same light. And I'd like to thank his uh, uh, obeying his voice and his uh, doing his commandments for our, for our guide for uh, enriching our lives and the sharing, and, and for the Holy Presence prayer group, for their special, um, for you, um, brother Russell and brother Vivek, for your and sister Shanine and brother Savia for your, uh, your teachings and uh, your, your, your daily feeding of the word that strengthens all of us, and I'd like to thank all, the, all, the, uh, all of you for uh, uh, Strengthening us us and assuring us at all times with his knowledge and wisdom, I'd like to thank all for you to send out our prayers and even us when we say our prayers for all those ones throughout the world here in Australia and our our families and extended families and from all corners of the world, wherever they are, that he shares his blessings and the precious blood
0: upon every one of us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Annie. Praise
2: God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for he is the source of all wisdom. He is the source of every good thing. And this prayer group is his as well. It is he who runs it. Thank you, Father, for that grace upon our lives. Thank you, Jesus,
0: for the enlightenment. Thank you, Father for opening our hearts to your understanding. Thank you, Lord. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Brother, is Jane here, brother? Yes, yes,
2: is Jane, go ahead.
3: I want to thank the Lord for the week gone by, brother. I want to thank the Lord for the powerful teaching that you're taking, brother. This really, uh, uh, I hope now for uh, all, um, I was, I was hearing the teaching last week, brother, um, I had heard the first part four times. So, uh, really all the scriptures opened my eyes and when I started studying uh, for the fourth time, really there was a great joy in my spirit, brother. I could feel the joy, I could Thanks, feel the Father. joy in my spirit and uh, as I was going to the second part, Mm, I could feel. I could feel some spiritual battles going on. I could feel it on Wednesday. So I was yeah, hearing it for the first time only after the teaching, I was hearing it for the first time. And I was like, as I was writing on the scriptures, when I was coming through Luke 13, 16. Um, I, usually when I when when you pray, I pray with you with the, using the prayer which you pray. So I was as I was going through Luke 13, 16, I was re- I really paused for a moment and I was. Uh, reflecting on it, and I said, uh, I could feel the Lord <clears throat> fighting for me with that scripture. And um, uh, this whole Spirit inspired me with the gave me another scripture, brother Luke 19:9, where Jesus spoke to Zacchaeus, and he was telling today salvation has come to this house because he you also son of Abraham. So that scripture came to me, and I was using that scripture, and literally uh, I could feel something happening in my spirit. I was, um, uh, I was, my head was aching, aching heavily, and I had a feeling of puking, and I couldn't go further, I couldn't proceed further, I had to stop, <clears throat> and I, I could feel the Lord fighting for me, in that, and at, at that place, using scripture, that salvation has come to my house this day, and that day, and um, I really believe it, brother, even now, I can feel the anointing.
2: Amen, amen, praise God. And he says that to every single one of us. You are a daughter of Abraham, just like in Luke 13. You are yes, a daughter sir. of Abraham, you are a son of Abraham. You have that right to the blessings that were committed to Abraham, that were covenanted to him.
3: It was really a different experience from my as you, as it. Is, as you were taking this uh, teaching, it was like me. It was like me journeying from Adam, going through Noah, going through Abraham. It was like like me also traveling with that journey, and it was a different yes. experience for me, brother. Yes,
2: really I experienced experience. the same when when he first taught me that. I still enjoyed it. even now going through that session last week as well. Many of us have been through spiritual battles last week. Yes, brother. And our sister Shani has, brother Vivek has, brother Savio has been through a lot of spiritual battles last week as well. Even last yes, week true. when we ran the session here. I had tech issues as well on my end. Oh, praise God. When he it's fights accurate. for you and he says, This is the son of Abraham.
0: Yeah.
3: Wow. And after that, I could clearly feel the difference, brother. From yesterday, I could feel something that yoke has been taken from my like.
2: Even while we were confessing the, I confess boldly now, there was just one, one line that was coming to me again and again and again while we, while I was looking at those scriptures on screen and, and we had the four readers reading them. And the only thing that he was saying to me is, look at these scriptures, you shall know the truth. Know, you shall know. And when you know and understand it, how to apply it, then that truth shall set you free. That's exactly what you are going through. And that's what each of us must go through when we listen to them, when we go back and meditate on it, chew on it, digest on it, like Brother Vivek taught us. Chew on it, digest on it. Lord, what are you teaching me? How do I use this? Where do I go with this? How does it apply to my life? And then you start seeing that, the transformation happening. Praise God. Praise God for that spiritual uh, effect that he has had on you during this session. Yes,
3: I really thank the Lord for the pattern he has been using me Brought me to till far, writing me the notes for here, making me write the notes because I always suggest that you don't stop hearing on Friday. Usually I don't do that. I hear it many times and I, Ezekiel 37, I have I, I heard it many times. Whenever I feel low in spirit, I I I I I will call Brother Vivek and speak to him, or I'll hear to Ezekiel 37. Either I do because I know when I speak to brother, he will he will not let me my spirit down. And when I otherwise I'll hear Ezekiel 37. So um, yes. I always I encourage all to go again to the each teachings. When you sit in a person's place of prayer and hear it, then you are able to come. You are able to reflect on the scriptures, on the scriptures more. Yes. Thank you, brother.
2: Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, sister. Anyone else who has been blessed spiritually? by the series or any of the friday bible study sessions that are going where your life has been transformed there is something you have picked up from any of the sessions along or even from brother savio's reflections that are posted there and then you took that in your life and it has started to bring changes would you like sharing that with us
0: that's your best way to give glory and praise to god i'll go russell yes go ahead sister um so this is, uh, firstly, I want to give uh, God
4: praise and thanks and honor and glory for all that he is doing in our lives, for even keeping us alive uh, for this day and for bringing people uh, who are great shepherds, who lead us, we are, we are his flock. And I say this because um, I think every Lent, um, I've always uh, not given it a thought, but I'd say, oh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop this, and I'm just going to stop that, or whatever I'm, you know, I'm sort of, uh, can I say addicted to?
0: Uh, yeah.
4: But then Russell, thank you for, thank you for teaching on, for your teaching on Wednesday morning encounter, uh, because I think uh, it really, the spirit really spoke to me uh, during that session where. Uh, it said, like, because I remember you saying, it's not just for the forty days. It is beyond what you do beyond those forty days. You know, it's not like, okay, I'll switch this switch off in forty days, and then I'll switch it on again and do whatever I was doing in the past. and that was that was a time of great reflection for me because there were three things that the Spirit spoke to me about. And those three things are sit and reflect about. What are you rushed about? What are you distracted about? And what are you addicted about? And it was, it was so overwhelming when you sit to reflect on those three things, because I knew so many things that I was so rushed. Where um, you know I give God, I probably don't give God as much time, and I give uh, something else that's of lesser priority more time Um, and like it's always like a race to the finish oh I have to get this done I have to get that done you know and it's always a race to the finish and what am I distracted there are so many of there are so many distractions that come our way and like I've made a note of every single uh, of these points that I and that I really want to focus on not just like during this length but I think the message that you said on Wednesday Ash Wednesday was that it sunk really deeply for me where um, I in pray and I pray and pray because I you know we all backslide, and I don't want to backslide, but I pray and I pray that I carry this forward past the forty days and into into what's going to be life for me in the future, uh, looking at these three questions and asking myself, how do I protect my time so I'm not rushing, what needs to be removed so that I'm not distracted and where am I addicted to? And I honestly praise and thank God for all the people that He has brought in our lives, in my life at least, who's helping me grow so much. Um, there are so many things that we learn, you know, during the Bible study, during the morning encounter, during uh, you know, with Savio's reflections, you, even during, even when I sit to, even when I sit to prepare for the Tuesday Rosary, the Spirit speaks so much and. I think what comes out when the prayers before each decade is like from my heart, I really, uh, I, I really mean it. It's, and it's, what, it's what's important at that point in time. And I thank this prayer group for, for what they've done and how they've helped me grow, um, you know, in faith and in uh, knowing God and building a better relationship
0: with him. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I shall read two testimonies that I
2: have from Ryan. He has sent them to me. He's unable to attend the session, so he has shared them with me. So his first one is: my office colleague got COVID for the first time in his life, even though this dreaded sickness was now phasing out. And this is recently. He tested positive on the 13th of Feb with high temperature and loss of taste and smell. And this continued for three days until 15th Feb. On speaking to him, He did not sound good and was only crying all the time. So on 15th Feb evening, I prayed with my partner, the Holy Spirit, my prayer partner. I made a declaration taking his name. That you are made completely well and free from all sickness in Jesus' holy name. On the 16th of Feb the morning, this very next day, I happened to call him and I was surprised to hear when he said, I got back my sense of taste and smell I can now eat food and there is no temperature, but I just need to rest. It still didn't occur to me, but when I got off the phone, then my partner, the Holy Spirit, reminded me of the prayer we had made and that he was just that he was made well in Jesus' holy name. I went to the side on a quiet and gave glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The second testimony is... My mother was traveling for the first time alone, all alone, in her old age to Australia. This is from um, UK to Australia. My worry all along the journey to the airport was her going alone and the baggage weight, although we thought that it was well within weight, well within the limits. So at the check-in counter, one of the fellow travelers asked us to go ahead, giving mom preference. The lady at the counter told us that the baggage was overweight and began speaking to her supervisor. He looked at the screen and then he gave us a glance and said to her in confidence, let it go through. And then she came back to us and said to us, your bag was five kilos overweight and I should be charging you 95 pounds for this. But this time you don't pay anything. You're absolutely fine and free to go. The bag was checked in without any hassle. The favor of the Lord Jesus Christ was resting on us. I then realized why the other person in the queue asked us to go ahead. My mom had a transit flight with stopover of five hours all alone. she's, She's been traveling after many years now. So I had to make sure to call and check on her at this stopover. But how? As she is not tech savvy. Anyway, I called her and she answered, saying to me, There was another lady with her going to Auckland and she turned on the Wi Fi, her to speak. She also said, There was nobody at the counter who could have helped her. Nobody, no staff at the airport, at the counter there that could have helped her. Instantly, it struck me that the Lord Jesus Christ sent his holy angel in the form of this lady. It reminds me of the road to Emmaus, how Jesus was pretending to go ahead. But in theory, he was only talking to the two men and guiding them. Praise God. And then he has added a note at the bottom. This is Russell's mother I am talking about. She has now reached Australia. And some of you will see her at the Bible study meetings. So yes, she has arrived today. This is a testimony from my brother. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for bringing her safely. Thank you for giving her a safe travel. Thank you for looking over her, watching over her all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony?
0: Yeah, brother, I'll go next.
2: Yes, go ahead, brother.
5: Uh, thank and praise the Lord for the wonderful week that has gone by. I would like to thank and give glory to God for the little things of life. Um, just enjoyed this last week, though I had a lot of spiritual battles, and I know that this group that we all are in, and I say this officially, and I don't, don't feel anything saying it, that we are in a very powerful group. Amen. So powerful because I, I can sense the spiritual battles that take place. Uh, Sister Shani in last we couldn't sing a single hymn. And yes. I knew that it was not her voice that was being, it was just that in the realm of the spirit, there was a huge battle, huge heavenly battle. Like And we are in that warrior. We are called to be warriors in Christ Jesus. We have to take his name and the authority and we, we are called to live that life as a warrior, not just as just an ordinary believer. And if we believe in that name, Jesus, there's so much of power, so much of power. And and all we have to do is just take that name with confidence. And the ones that uh, go in the word, once we are in that word, we, as Brother Russell says, once we just chew on that word and continue chewing on that word, that word becomes alive and active in our life. And make me start using All that right. word, it becomes so powerful. I, I give glory and thanks to the Lord uh, that, you know, this, this prayer group, when God gave me this first idea of starting this prayer group, I did not know how it will go, what would happen, who we'd contact. It was just, it. I said, Lord, I don't know anything. And he guided me. And today we have Brother Russell, we have Brother Savio, we have Sister Janela, we have uh, Sister Shanin, with their power, power praise and worship. And and all these mighty prayer warriors that are there. And I'm so happy that to see such mighty miracles uh, in, you know, Russell's brother, Brian, uh, Ryan, and so many people who are testifying today. All glory and praise to the Lord that from a seed, this has grown into a tree. Today, I'm so blessed to be part of this uh, prayer group. And I bless so many other people who would continue learning from the morning encounters. Um, Brother, I must be totally blessed by this morning encounter, especially as Sister Les also said. Uh, It's not just in the 40 days, but it's after the 40 days, what you do that matters. Uh, Because we have to be in Christ and we just can't say, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll try coming out of sin just for these 40 days. And after 40 days, uh, you know, I'll get back into it. So we can't do a tango with, you know, half of the devil or half of Jesus. Either we are in Christ or we are not in Christ. And that's what the Lord taught me during the morning encounters. And also Brother Savio's uh, reflections have been really powerful. I've been using them powerfully and reading them and understanding and the prayers are very powerful. Uh, every part of the Holy Rosary and the Divine Mercy are led so Spirit-filled. Uh, every person who leads it is using scriptures uh, and that's what makes the, the Rosary more powerful. And I guess um, it's It's just a wonderful thing being part of this uh, this powerful prayer group.
0: Uh, thank you, everyone. And thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we also would like to share what the Lord is doing in your life. Brother Russell, I'd just like to give my testimony.
6: Um, yes, of course. Just, just as Vivik mentioned, um, this is such a powerful prayer group and we are in a huge spiritual battle. And um, and he just said what happened last week, but even today um, we're having renovations and twice today I had tradies contact me and say they couldn't do this or whatever and they couldn't come. And there seemed to be one disappointment after the other and I'd got myself into such a state. I just wanted to cry, and and the Lord just said to me, "Go and sit at your keyboard and start praising me." And this was um, around lunchtime, so he his attack started first thing this morning, and he and he tries to get you into such a state where he he wants to confuse you, and so I just sat at my keyboard and I was praising the Lord, just kept praising him and praying in tongues. And you know that lifted, you know he put a song on my heart to 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 Google and to listen to, you know and and after a time he changed the whole mood I was in into getting up and just praising him and dancing. So it just goes to show that, that we can overcome what the evil one, is trying to destroy. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. But we have got tools. The Holy Spirit has given us tools to overcome this. And we are all under attack. No one is different to me. But if you're doing work for the Lord, you are in the firing line. And I just want to praise and thank the Lord for, for all the graces and blessings that he's given me and my family for the gift of the prayer group, for the very breath that we have. And I thank you and praise you, Lord, just for you being in our lives. And thank you, Brother Savio and Brother Russell and Brother Vivek and Janelle for her prayer group team. I'd like to praise and thank the Lord for Daphne for doing the, the PowerPoint for me because without her, I can't operate properly. It would mean me doing something else. So I'd like to praise and thank the Lord for that. We give you glory, Lord, all glory and honour to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. Amen, Lord.
2: Let these whom you have called towards you in your name, Father, we bless them, each of these that serve you selflessly, just want to see your name glorified, just want to praise and thank you. And in your name, bless everyone around them. That they become a blessing, just like you blessed Abraham, that he would be a blessing. We take on that DNA, and as his descendants, we become his blessing, Lord. I bless each of these, Father, in your name. That they see abundance, that they are always above and never below, they are the other head and never the tail. That your grace is always upon their hearts. And your radiance, Lord, is seen through their lives. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, we release this in our faith and we say Amen. Amen. And everyone that believes, please type Amen.
7: Amen, brother. Hallelujah.
8: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, sister. I do want to share and give God all the praise and the glory for His faithfulness, for His perfect timing, for the ministering angels who help in due season, in due time. My mummy was admitted in hospital on Monday yesterday evening she got discharged. Thank you Lord for the healing touch and thank you Lord Jesus you are our resurrection and our life. All glory to the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you brothers and sisters for upholding each other in prayer thank you. God bless us all Shalom
9: Praise Jesus uh, Brother Russell am I audible?
2: Yes I can hear you. Go ahead sister yeah.
9: Uh, I want to give glory, praise, and honor to our Lord Jesus for all the blessings and graces that he bestowed upon me and my family and friends, for the gift of life and for every breath that we take. I also like to thank God for all the comforts and the luxuries we enjoy, for all the benefits, dividends, gifts, works that he has given us, even without asking him. I'd like to glorify God for his abundance in all areas of my life. I thank God for the favor of God that is resting upon me and my family members and friends. I thank God for the mighty favor that he has given me in my workplace and in every area of my life. Lord, I thank you for strengthening my faith through the confession of the word, through testimonies that we hear and through the teachings that are shared. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful week that has gone by. For for the, for the week uh, for the last week in which I had visited the Logos Retreat Center, I thank God for re- in, for rekindling the devotion to the of the Divine Mercy again. I used to say it many many years back very frequently, but then I had lost the touch. And when I had been to the Divine Retreat Center at Bangalore, Father Joe's rekindled that devotion again. And I have got into praying the Divine Mercy regularly and not only once but multiple times a day. I thank God for teaching us the truth and this truth is setting us free from all bondages. I thank God for giving me the sensitivity to focus not only on myself, but keep others ahead of me, for focusing on their intentions, for focusing on their faith journey, on their spiritual journey, the Lord is sensitizing me to many people around me who need help. Especially youngsters, especially children who are lost, who have no direction. Nobody talks about spirituality these days. And there are these people who just come into my life and they are they, so approachable. Their hearts are like fertile fields. They are ready to receive the word. And I thank God for bringing these people into my life. I also would like to thank God for a big miracle which took place last week, I was praying for uh, successful elections for our housing society in Mumbai, where my brother was standing, uh, you know, for the elections. And over the past many, many years and decades, you know, uh, uh, there was a lot of turmoil in, in, you know, the the elected party. And uh, because of which a lot of things got delayed, a lot of developments got delayed. And I prayed to God and I said, God, you know what is best for this, society and you know that you know uh, my people are working towards the betterment of the society so please help them win this election and by the grace and mercy of god not only my brother but the entire team the entire team of around 15 people of all religions who were there you know they all won this entire team won with a landslide victory so i want to praise and thank god i claimed the scriptures of uh Luke 4, 18, 19 the spirit of the Lord is upon them and their families, and my Jesus Himself has anointed them and filled him with his love and set them free from every work of the evil one. I claim this, I profess this, and the victory was ours. So I praise and thank God for this mighty miracle which has never happened in all these years, and this I claim it only through the word of God that we have been able to see this victory. I also have made a few changes in my day-to-day life. I'm keeping the word of God always visible in front of my eyes, be it my mobile phone, be it my home, the walls, be it my laptop at work. I am just keeping the word of God, images, photos, whatever, just to remind me, remind me every second that I need to focus and keep my gaze on Him and not get lost. I also have started praying for people who are experiencing spiritual death, not physical death, but spiritual death, who have lost their ways, who have nobody to guide them. I am praying for these people and I can see that there is is a change happening. People are getting back in their journey, in their faith journey. Also, I want to praise and thank God. Uh, In the last week, the week before last, I had called up, uh, I had spoken to Vivek, Brother Vivek, and there was something which I was struggling with, some stronghold which had got grip of me and I wasn't able to discern whether it was right for me or it was wrong. The spirit of God was telling me it was wrong but there was another voice telling me, no, it was right and I needed help. So I immediately you know, texted uh, Vivek and I said, please help me. I need to understand what is happening. And I spoke to Vivek and the second I spoke to him, He discerned it immediately and told me to cut off from whatever was holding me. And that minute, the minute I put my phone down, I got out of everything that was connected to that stronghold. And praise God, today I am set free. And I am peaceful. I am joyful. And I am back back on track in the way the, the, the word of God wants me to live my life. I thank and praise God for all these wondrous miracles. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Vivek. Thank you, Sister Shanin and all the members of this holy and anointed prayer group. Praise God.
0: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
2: When you said fertile soil sister, the only thing that comes to mind there is what Jesus said, the harvest is rich and plentiful, but the laborers are few. That is why he is looking for people that will carry his gospel as that bread and share and give out to them, broken and shared. So that when they receive of it, when they eat of it, then things must change. When they experience him, when they see his face, their lives cannot be the same anymore. But just like he said in the Old Testament, whom shall I send? That is a question that he asks even today. It is up to each of us to discern, to decide and say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their experience with Jesus, their testimony?
10: Brother Russell, this is Muris here. I would like to go next, please.
2: Yes, yes, go ahead, Sister Muris.
10: I just want to say thank you to the Lord for all his blessings on us, on all of us every day. And uh, sometime... I cannot remember exactly when, but I just was listening to some teaching and I got this message from the Lord, uh, I should say promise from the Lord, that me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I claim that promise immediately. And whenever I feel a bit low, I tell the Lord again that, yes, me and my household, you have called us to serve the Lord and we will and another very bold confession I make whenever things happen that are not quite, uh, quite right and some uh, like pain start here or there or or some, uh, what should I say, some uh, sort of evil thoughts come to my mind. I say, I am the body of Christ and Satan's sickness, sin and disease. You have no power and no place in me. And it's amazing because whatever it is, it just leaves me immediately. And sometimes uh, like uh, thoughts come that this bad thing will happen or that bad thing will happen. And again, I claim that I am the body of Christ and Satan's sickness. I think Satan tries all sorts of things to to worry us. So I have to send that worry away and claim the the promise of God for everything and that has helped me a lot. Another thing I say very often is Jesus have mercy on us Mother Mary pray for us and it's like uh, I suppose you could say a a slogan I say anytime through the day or night just to give me the strength and courage to carry on and uh, the word of God has been so helpful because it is the word of God so we have to get, it's not the word of man or of anybody else. It is the word of God. And that's what I tell whoever I talk to. I said, confess it boldly because it is the word of God. Nothing more, nothing less. So you you just trust in it and confess it boldly and believe in your heart. And it was sent out from your mouth. It will come to fruition. Uh, I had a friend of mine whose niece, uh, who's, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, whose niece was um, was having her baby and she was in a lot of difficulty she has she told me some condition I forget what is I think she has some water or something I'm not quite sure where and very high diabetes and blood pressure and all sorts of things so she said uh, sent a message to me just before the uh, the morning encounter and she said please pray for uh, my niece who's having this she's in uh, uh, NICU, uh, neonatal ICU or something, and um, uh, they are struggling. And the, the, the report is not good. So I lifted her up during the morning encounter and just left her in God's hands and told the Holy Spirit to be there with her. And then about uh, nine o'clock, she sent me another message saying, that everything is okay. She is, um, uh, the baby has been delivered. uh, And she would, they all, everybody was so happy. And they, um, uh, they just, uh, I I just, I didn't, she's not even, uh, she's not Catholic. I, I don't know what she is really. I don't know whether they they believe, I think they generally sort of just believe that there is a God, but uh, they don't really adhere to any of the, and she knows that I go to church, so she always tells me to pray. So I didn't preach anything to her or tell her anything. I just said, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I just sent her that message back and told her, continue to praise God and thank God for what has happened in your life and in your in the life of your family. And she said, well, they're all so happy, the, the uh, nieces, the um, Uh, partner and his family they are all thanking God and they have named the baby Noah Uh, so and now she's so so pleased with the outcome of this uh, incident she says of course the baby is very weak she gives me regular updates of the condition of the baby and every time I praise and thank God for another life that has come into this world to praise and glorify his name forever thank you
2: Thank you. Thank you for that testimony. Maybe there's just one thing to tell them. If they're willing to hold on to faith, let them just lay hands on the baby in faith and, and speak health over him in the name of Jesus. Two things. Speak what you want to see and then let that be released in the name of Jesus. Let them All see right, for themselves you. how that transformation takes place. It will stir up their faith as well.
10: Let yes, him draw Thank you, Rusev. Yeah, Praise yes. God. Thank you, Jesus.
11: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Brother yes, Asu, this is Gladys here.
2: Yes, go ahead, sister.
11: Yeah. Uh, I just want to praise and thank God for the innumerable miracles that he works in my life on a daily basis. But I want to make a special mention to a particular miracle which uh, recently happened. It was regarding my dad's house, which uh, we had, uh, had some tenants uh, staying there in that house for around 10, 12 years. Uh, the tenant suddenly expired in July uh, last year and his wife refused to move out of the house after that. Uh, we approached the cops and the other authorities which nobody was willing to help us out and, uh, you know, uh, give us uh, any... Uh, this, they, they all told us go to the court and, uh, of course, you court uh, uh, once you go, go through the court, it is like years and years. So I thought, yeah. as I mean, I've lost my dad's house in the bargain. Uh, so I uh, asked uh, Jenny, who had introduced me to this group, I asked her to make a prayer of agreement with me, uh, in which uh, we did. And uh, in a couple of months, uh, the whole situation changed. Uh, I mean, there came an episode where the, we had to get in touch with the police and they came to the house, they saw the lady. And of course, they told us, you need to make arrangements for her for an old age home. Now, that was another task that we had to, because we were trying uh, uh, right from October, right up till uh, January uh, last month, we were trying to look out for a place for her. Nobody willing to take her in since she was uh, uh, from uh, Tamil Nadu. Uh, so, you know, uh, we had a real tough time. And I I mean, Jenny and I have been continuously praying uh, over this situation. And I just learned uh, eventually just surrender it to god i said you know you have given us that house so you will take care of it and uh, that's the only thing that i can uh you know say to you uh i'm not very good with prayers and scriptures and things like that so i always look towards jenny to help me out with that uh and uh, jenny sent me a, a scripture from isaiah 45 uh, Verses 2 and 3, I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, uh, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summons you by name. And uh, I got the whole family to say it with me. And uh, in a couple of days, I found I managed to find a place uh, for the lady to keep her there, which uh, the nuns agreed to keep her. Uh, provided the police were going to help and uh, thankfully we went to the house uh, and we, uh, I mean I had gone there earlier but I didn't enter the house I don't know what kept me behind uh, and I waited until the cop reached there and then when we entered the house uh, we entered the house and we realized that we were calling out to the lady's name and she was not responding and uh, we realized that she had uh, expired and uh, oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it was uh, a real shocker for us, uh, and also, I mean, uh, at the same time, relieved that, you know, this uh, thing would be resolved. Uh, Of course, the cops came, uh, I mean, I had uh, one of them already with me, but uh, he said, you know, since it's a crime scene, you cannot enter the house and things like that, Uh, But eventually, uh, they kind of allowed us, uh, after a couple of days uh, and things like that, they allowed us to clear the house and to clean up the house and everything. And uh, now only thing is they still have a set of keys, uh, uh, which they have. They said the next time I come to Goa back again, I can uh, get the keys. But uh, I mean, uh, everybody who I met in Goa had told me that that house is gone. I mean, I was receiving only negative news from everywhere. Most of the time, everybody told me only that the house is gone. You will not get all Goa properties are like that. All the tenants, you know, are the ones who have more benefit out of those properties and things like that. But uh, I think when I when I used to always talk to Jenny, she always said, no, don't worry, everything will work out. Everything will you know, she just kept me thinking positive. And also the thing that I learned uh, through this prayer group to pray and to surrender a situation to God because he knows best and I think he knows the right plan. Uh, even if I had gone through the court, it would have taken years and years. I know yeah. for sure. And I didn't even know that I would get the house back. So I think this is just a mighty miracle that God has uh, worked in my life and he has given me my house back. Uh, so which is, uh, I just want to praise and thank God. He is almighty, all powerful. Only he knows what he has in
0: store for us. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I love lovely Jesus.
12: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be blessed, to be part of the Brisbane prayer group and for all that we are learning through the prayer group. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life and for keeping me alive today. Thank you, Lord, for healing my eye that I couldn't see last week. Thank you, Lord, for your word and for your revelation, for feeding us with your wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the learnings that we get from the Brisbane Prayer Group on the teachings on spiritual authority, on how to rebuke and bash up Satan and his plans. Thank you, Lord, for destroying every plan of the enemy against us. Thank you, Lord, for the advantage that you have given us even though we may previously have not understood the the power and the might in your word that that you have freely provided to us, but we have been blind to. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your favor that chases us wherever we go. Thank you, Lord, for quickening our hearts and for drawing us near to you and for awakening us to your word. Thank you, Lord for the power in your precious blood that you give us and the hedge of protection around us and our families and around the Brisbane prayer group. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for breaking down every stronghold and addiction in our lives and in our families. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, is there anyone else who would like to share their testimony? We can probably take one more and then we can get into this
2: evening's session, just in the view, in the interest of finishing on time as well. Uh,
8: hello, brother. Uh, this yes, is Deja, And I would like to praise and thank the Lord for keeping us alive and keeping us all connected to this very powerful uh, prayer group. Uh, and I would like to praise and thank the Lord for all his blessings uh, showered on me throughout this week at uh, the new workplace uh, which is only my second week but I always have uh, destiny helpers ready to help out with whatever I need to learn Uh, and I would also like to thank the Lord for uh, giving me this opportunity where the workplace uh, is very flexible with the timings So I now don't miss out my morning encounters, uh, except on a Tuesday when I start a bit early. And not only that, but uh, I'm able to drop my son to school where he drives. And because he's driving, he is listening to the morning encounters because earlier I used to drive and he used to sit beside and he used to always have his uh, AirPods in his ears. And I always prayed that, uh, he just needs to take them off and listen to what brother's saying and uh, and my dream has come true uh, and now he drives and he's listening to brother not for it maybe for about 10 or 15 minutes, but I'm I'm happy that when he's going to school he is like you know, listening as he's driving and slowly he will, you know, Maybe on his own, he will uh, get into the group and he will listen. So I like to praise and thank the Lord for that. And even for my daughter yesterday, uh, she told me that she jammed her finger in the cardo. And when she showed it to me in the night, uh, it was really badly bruised and swollen. Uh, and uh, she said, no, mum, but I'll be fine. I'll be okay. So I just made a prayer. I looked at the finger and with the Holy Spirit, I made a prayer. And I confess that, you know, her finger all good and she will be all fine. And, but I told her, if you need to go to the doctor, please go and see the doctor uh, just in case. Uh, uh, but uh, today in the morning, uh, she messaged us when we asked her. She said, no, mom, it's all good. And when I spoke to her also in the evening, she said that it was all good. And uh, I know the Lord has answered my prayer because I also listen to the recordings of the Divine UK. I joined the session in the morning when I wake up and I listen to the uh, repeat. And as father keeps praying and he called out her name very clearly, Tasia, you are blessed. And when I told her about it in the evening, she said, mom, how can father know? Did you send a message? I said, you know what? When we pray, I said, you know, the Lord hears us and he sends messages to tell us that he has heard us. I just wanted her to have that powerful feeling that it is You know, the Holy Spirit that is working within us and listening to us. And uh, she couldn't believe. I said, you know what, tonight I will listen and I will send you the recording and you can listen to it. So I want to thank the Lord for these little miracles that he's trying to bring the family more close to him. And uh, yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Jesus,
0: for all your blessings on us. Thank you, Jesus. Hello,
13: Hello, this is Rashmi here. I would like to praise and thank the Lord for the gift of life and for all the blessings. Uh, In the last week, I couldn't attend the Divine Mercy and Rosary on uh, Tuesday because I had a dental appointment. And I decided that if I'm waiting there, I will continue. I will hear it over there. But it so happened that I did not get a chance to join in because my number came in and I had to go in. And um, when the procedure started, I, before the procedure could start, only I blessed everybody around me, all the people, all the instruments. And when they um, they sprayed the this thing, I was okay. They kept talking to me. Then they injected it, and uh, after that, I. But yet, I was just saying thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I was feeling a bit low, and but I did not understand. And then um, the doctor told me that you'll have to move out from that chair and come to another chair. So that was the time I like, I picked up the glass from here. Usually, I, we don't pick it up. But I don't know that was, you know, I was guided by the Holy Spirit to pick up the glass. So the moment I picked up the glass, my hand started shivering, and they noticed that, um, I, that I'm not okay. And they're quickly rushed me to the next chair, but I'm my pressure was dropping because of that. It, once they made me lie down, they kept the EC for long and they anyhow, we bought D and all and then they gave it to me. So I know that the, although I did not join that day for the Divine Mercy and Rosary, but my family, this Brisbane group was praying for me and everything went on well after that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Then Dhruv came and picked me up. And uh, one more, uh, testimony I would like to give is, um, is the, Daphne had asked us that whether we could do the singing today for the divine mercy and rosary to do the hymn. And, um, I gradually, um, uh, agreed because I know Dhruv is always there along with me. So I happily said yes, because I, I don't get that confidence to do it alone, but, uh, it so happened that drew had to uh, go for a uh, this thing with the pastoral helpers for a small picnic so he was not there and I had to do it myself and but I just Joshua 1 9 had this thing I said Lord Jesus I want to be strong and courageous I don't want to be afraid yes. I don't want to be discouraged I want to I want to participate and I, I don't want that fear to set in my mind and I was able to sing the hymn Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Also giving thanks to God that um, Drew wanted to go for this picnic. And we said yes first. And then later on, he said he will go on bike. So it was one and a half hour journey to go for this thing. So first we said yes. So he was happy. And then I said, no, you're not going on the bike. So he said, you don't trust me. I said, no, I trust you, son. And then he was a bit upset. But then Raj and I, we just prayed and uh, later on we spoke to him we said see we love you so much that we it's okay if you have to spend a little extra money you go by a by the uber and you this thing you won't believe a boy of 23 today if you ask any others if i ask in, in my full neighborhood everybody tells me that you know your son is a real gem he participates in church activities he does everything he's so good he's so and really brother He agreed, Not he said, okay, I won't go because the other boys will all go on bike. But I told him, no, you just speak to your friends and tell them, tell them my mommy, daddy are saying that you will go by Uber. So we we don't haste and, you know, bike on the bike, it is not safe and all. And really the Holy Spirit guided and all the boys agreed and they went by Uber. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Praise you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.
2: Thank you, sister. Yes, Sister Janet, we'll take your testimony as the last one. If there are any other testimonies, i please encourage you to post them on the Telegram group, which we'll start with um, the Bible study session after this testimony, just so that we can finish on time as well. Yes, Sister Janet.
7: Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me a breath and... All the blessings since last week. I was favored many times when I don't deserve at workplace or wherever I go. Um, since uh, November first, I was supposed to get an injection for uh, for my knee, and uh, everything was being stopped keep um, there was always a block coming through because the uh, uh, injection is very expensive. and uh, yesterday I went there again and they didn't have injection. I realized that God is telling me that by my faith and uh, proclaim His word, I'm going to be completely healed. Therefore, I am going to deny the injection and uh, I wanted to uh, continuously pray and I'm going to heal myself. And I do not want to believe anymore that uh, since I had so many blocking stones, I... This is my testimony that next time I call that I'm completely healed. In fact, I am healed. And uh, thank you, Jesus. And thank you for everything that uh, this group is blessing. And the people that I sent and being blessed and uh, I hear positive feedback from them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And bless the word that we are going to listen. And bless the lip of clay and wisdom. And let us be wiser than yesterday. All in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just a couple of quick announcements
2: before we get into the Bible study session for this evening. A warm welcome again to all those that have joined us for the first time. I shall share links for you to join. You can join us on the Telegram group, where you have other like-minded people that you can pray with. You can share your prayer request there, and there are others that are part of the Spring family that will pray for you as well. And um, you're also more than welcome to attend any and all of our sessions. We run daily morning encounters with the Lord at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And you can just check out what time that translates to in whatever region of the world you are in. And you can attend live. So these sessions are live, uh, are run live on Zoom as well as on YouTube. Um, If you are unable to attend them live, you can also, we post those links on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page as well are not able to attend on live. You can share, uh, or you can participate in the recordings that are shared on uh, YouTube, on Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. So there's morning encounters starting at seven a.m. Australian Eastern Time every day of the year, 365 days. We also have the Savios powerful reflections that are shared on our Telegram group every single day of the year. <clears throat> and then we have the daily Rosary and Divine Mercy sessions that are run. Monday to Thursday at 7 p.m. in the evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And on Friday, they run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because we have this Bible study session in the evening from 5.30 p.m. onwards. Um, also, a reminder that next Friday, being the first Friday of the month, we shall have this Friday evening Bible study session right from the Praise and Worship onwards at St. dimnas Church in Aspley. All of you that are in Brisbane or are likely to be in Brisbane on that day and would like to join us, we welcome you to join us. It's at CN Dimna's Church in Aspley, north of Brisbane, on Robinson Road. Uh, you can join us right anytime from 5 30 p.m. onwards. We start with praise and worship, followed by the I Confess Boldly Scriptures, followed by testimony time that we've just completed, and then we get into the Bible study session for the evening. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. As we get into our Bible study session this evening, Lord, we herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not thither, or return not there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Amen, Lord. We receive that word and we believe upon it as well, so that when we speak your word, Father, let it be as if you are speaking it under the authority that you have given us, and the authority to use the name of Jesus, that every such word that we speak come to pass, and in our choices, in our
0: selections, Lord, let us choose life. Over Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. (coughs) Just as Sister Jane touched upon this evening in her testimony as well,
2: in the last two sessions we've been going through, and today as well, we continue to go through this journey right from the beginning, right from time when man was first created, and then our man sinned, and God started establishing, setting people aside For his purpose, establishing covenants with them as his way of providing systems of advantage for people or opening the door for them to return back to him. And that's what this journey for us is all about. We've seen the Adamic covenant. We've seen the the covenant that he made with Noah. then we've seen the Abrahamic covenant, which was a big one last time. Along with that, we've also followed up on the covenant he made with Moses and then the covenant he made with David, that one of his descendants would be king over God's people forever. Today we get into the most crucial one, moving forward from the covenant that he made and the promise that he made to David that one of his descendants would reign as king forever. Today we look at that very descendant, Jesus, and how he made a blood covenant. It's a very important topic, because you pray this, Almost every day, it's important for us to understand when we say, by well, the stripes and wounds of Jesus, and when we say, I cover this person in the blood of Jesus, I soak them in the blood of Jesus, and I seal them in the name, in His name. Let us understand what you are saying there, or what is backing that. What is really, what does it really mean? And I'd like to start with reflecting on the antitype. Now, when you look at the Old and the New Testament, the Old Testament is generally the antitype or the precedent of what will happen in in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, God worked with people and there were certain physical things that happened, incidents that are recorded there. And then in the New Testament, it's actually a reflection of the same, but is now translated into the spiritual sense. And to start with, I'd just like to touch upon uh, Genesis 15, verses 9 to 21. Brother Savior, could you please take us to Genesis 15, 9 to 21? Because this explains how God
0: set up the scene for that first covenant that He made with Abraham. <clears throat> And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old, and a she goat
12: of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the words, divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety That thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers. In peace, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full.
2: Now the next four verses are crucial because that's where the actual covenant was enacted,
12: and it came. To pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenan, Kenites, the Kinesites, and the Kedomites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephams, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites,
0: and the Gizekites, and the Jebusites. Now when you see there, the animals were
2: slaughtered, put into two rows with the blood there, One thing to note here was the three-year-old hypha. We will see that coming again in another scene. In verse verse 9, he spoke of a three-year-old hypha. Hold on to that. So yeah, and then Abraham fell asleep here and God himself alone passed through. So this is typically how covenants were enacted in the old days where the two covenanting parties passed through the blood and uh, the array of animals. And then they made that oath to stand by each other and support each other in whatever they were covenanting or promising to each other.
0: Can we now go to, brother, can we go to Jeremiah 34, verse 18 and 19? <clears throat> so here you see of you will see the consequence of what happens when someone does not honor the covenant. And I will give the men that have transgressed
12: my covenant, which have not performed the words of the covenant which they had made before me, when they cut the calf in twain and passed between the parts thereof. The princes of Judah and the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs and the priests. And all the people of the land, which passed
2: between the paths of the calf. Yeah, if you see the next verse, I will give them into the hands of their enemies. So essentially, those that break that covenant with him will be given into the hands of their enemies. You see that occurring multiple times in the Bible. Now, when you look at this scene, just visualize that scene with you know, the, the, the array of blood on both sides and the person's, person making that covenant passing through. Now, the same thing was enacted when Moses brought God's people through the Red Sea. Walls of red to the left and to the right and God's people passed through. And then after that, when you go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy 30 as well. He talks of those promises, the covenants there. He says he puts conditions this time now all those that have passed through have become covenanted people and he says if you are breaking that covenant you are definitely going into the hands of your enemy
0: that's that's the only thing I would like to highlight here in this one but now in um when jesus made his not covenant <clears throat> sorry
2: when God made this covenant with um, Abraham, it was only he who passed through. So,
0: there was no such clause there. And then we have um, you see that when he made that covenant there was no one else that he could swear by.
2: But generally, when when they make that covenant, they normally set up a monument. Typically, like a, a row of stones or they would um, uh, erect a tree in remembrance so that that remembrance stays there and then the, when they make the covenant they swear by some authority higher than them and even today when you see when you go into the two courts you normally swear by whatever you believe in so people will swear by their holy books by their beliefs it is the same thing it's similar essentially in this case god had no one else to swear by so he swore by himself Uh, here there was blood in, in Abraham's covenant. When you move forward to the covenant God made with Moses as well. Passing through the Red Sea. Before that, you see the um, the involvement of blood in the Passover. Where that blood was used to secure and protect them. Now That became the precedent for what we use in the new covenant with Jesus. Where there, you see, the angel of death saw the blood on their doorpost that was applied there, and he passed over. And none of the the Israelites were harmed there, but every firstborn of
0: the the Egyptians was struck down. Now, key thing here with this, why that
2: blood there? I just want to touch upon that. Let's Brother Savior, can we go to Hebrews 9,
0: verse 22? that shows the importance of that blood there. We've seen it in these covenants, and then later you see it in different
2: ordinances that God sets up in the book of Leviticus as well, where sanctification, purification, and even even in the tabernacle, God's tabernacle in the wilderness, all purifications took place, all sanctifications only through blood. Yeah. He's got 9, verse 22.
12: And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood
2: is no remission. So this was the exact same pattern there that he set up as an ordinance later. And then in the New Testament as well, it was again blood used. So covenant... The pattern for the covenant was maintained and retained, was not changed. It was just the way it was done was changed. You see here it was physical. We saw in the first case with Noah, he said, the sign shall be uh, a rainbow. When I see that sign, I'll remember my covenant. That's what I was talking about when I said memorial, that where they typically erect a pile of stones or a tree. In this case, in his case, God gave the memorial of uh, the rainbow there. In the case of Abraham, the memorial was circumcision. When I see the circumcision on the person's body, then I will know. And then in the New Testament, we saw last time when we studied the Abrahamic covenant, he changed it. The sign this time was circumcision of the heart. So the memorial was there. And typically when such covenants were made, along with that memorial, when they made their oaths, they swore by some higher authority, they made their oaths, they sealed that covenant, completed it, by having a meal together to say, now we're completely in agreement with each other. So they would have that meal as well. And you see all of these signs were introduced in Jesus. uh, They were were introduced in the the Passover, in the Old Testament. And then Jesus used the same in his uh, covenant as well. When he had that memorial set up, he said, do this in memory of me. And he had that
0: memorial meal the ones that were first called to him. So this was typically the, the Old
2: Testament process where the blood of bulls and rams was used and when he came, he changed it to the blood that was his own. So let's join the dots now. I want to start with Passover and go a little more deeper into that. So when the Israelites ate the Passover after sacrificing the lamb, and then they put the lamb's blood on their doorposts, that ritual of the Passover was that precedent there, where in that case the lamb was sacrificed, in Jesus' case, he was the lamb. And if you look at John 1 verse 29, John was the first one that discerned it, and actually identified him. When you look at John, can we look at John 1, verse 29? So that's where the dots start to join in the very beginning in that gospel. We're talking about the Paschal Lamb in the Passover. And here John says,
0: you can see it when he first saw Jesus. He was baptizing people in the Jordan. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming
12: unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world.
2: So now when his blood is applied to our doorpost, we are fulfilling the same ordinance that God gave us through the Passover in the Old Testament. This is sealed in the New Testament through Jesus' blood. When you are applying that, that same process, now here we just see that the blood is, is applied. We you say, "Why the blood? I apply the blood of Jesus on this person." But what you are fulfilling there is when that blood is applied on the person. In that sense, the doorposts and their lintels, then the angel
0: of death or destruction, whatever is looming over you, must pass without harming. That's the power that that blood carries. That's that's what this was symbolic about. Now let's look with this in mind,
2: whatever death and destruction is looming, that angel of death must pass. Now with this in mind, let's look at Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. This is part of where I confess boldly, we are saying it, we say it almost every day, those that recite it every day. Brother, can we go to Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14? In one way, when you look at that angel of death passing, it's also, it's not just destruction, but in another way, it's also the one charged with bringing God's judgment, where the judgment is looming over the person for the mistakes they have made. And now the blood of Jesus is applied on their doorpost. Now see if this verse is making sense to you.
12: Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive
2: the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the angel charged with bringing the curse of the law on us. God's judgment for us failing the law. By the blood of Jesus, you have redemption. That's what this verse 13, Jesus Christ has redeemed. It is through his blood. That's what this connection is to that ordinance there. That's what's really happening. So now when you say, I apply the blood of Jesus on that person, this is what you are really saying, Lord, if they have made mistakes, and we agree that we have, and we repent for those. Now when I cover this person with the blood of Jesus, there is that divine exchange that is taking place. And we'll see that later during the session. And then they now wear or they are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. Now let's look at the ordinance that was actually set in there and how Jesus was fulfilling that. So it started off with the sacrifice there at the Passover, and the ordinance was set in, we can refer to that in Numbers chapter 19, verses 1 to 4. So Brother Saviour, can we go to Numbers chapter 19 and we'll read Verses 1 to 4. Remember, I asked you to hang on to what you saw in Genesis 15 there of the three year
0: old Haifa. They refer to that Haifa again here. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron,
12: saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord had commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer, without spot, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came yoke. And you shall give her unto Elizar the priest, that he may bring her forth without the camp, and one shall slay her before his face. And Elizar the priest shall take of her blood with his finger and sprinkle of her blood directly before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times.
2: Now look closely at these words. Haifa, without defect or blemish. In the, in the Old Testament, Passover, it was a lamb, one-year-old ram, without defect or blemish. Look at Jesus. The paschal lamb, discerned by John. We just saw it in 129, John
0: 129, by John the Baptist. Lamb without blemish. It says here, he shall be
2: he shall be given unto Eleazar the priest, slaughtered in his presence.
0: There as well, you had the high priest, looking upon him while he was crucified. His blood was
2: shed out, poured out of his body. He was taken. See here now they're saying, was um, three that the that he may bring her forth. Without the camp. Without the camp means outside the camp. And then that Haifa shall be slain. Jesus was taken to Golgotha outside the city and there
0: he was slain before the high priest. Are you seeing the connection? It was not just by chance. This ordinance here was fulfilled.
2: That blood is then sprinkled towards the tabernacle, when his
0: blood was shed there on that cross. Now I'd like to join another part. Can we go now, keep this in mind, what we have just seen here? And let's go to Hebrews 9, verse 11 to 15. So this is now...
2: That same ordinance moving forward into the New Testament where it takes a spiritual turn. Now, here you saw it was a physical sacrifice. Now let's look at that from the spiritual angle. The same ordinance. 9
0: was 9 to 15. Sorry, Hebrews 9 verse 11 to 15. But Christ being come... And high priest
12: of good things to come. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves. But by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. Having obtained eternal redemption for us for if the bull for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Jesus, blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god Purge your conscience from dead works to serving the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise. Of eternal inheritance.
2: Now let's look at these closely. You saw there for that ordinance, the Haifa had to be sacrificed in the presence of the priest outside the town, and the high priest had to sprinkle his blood. Now here it is telling you Jesus himself is the high priest. It was his own blood that too. And the very first verse there, verse 11 says, this is now looking at the spiritual tabernacle, not a physical building. And it is not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood. So he entered in once. There, the priests, high priests, had to do it every year. They had to come sanctify themselves, they had to make a sin offering, they had to make burnt offerings. And it had to do, they had to do it again and again and again. Even if you look at this journey that we've been going through, the different covenants as well. There had to be multiple attempts for redemption again and again. And each time God said, let's make a new covenant. Now I've said last time, I won't do this. So I'm going to change that and not do that. We'll do a different one. Where after Noah, he said, I will
0: never again flood the whole earth. So there now, this line here says,
2: he entered into the holy place once. And he obtained eternal It's not just temporary, eternal redemption for us once and for all by his own blood. So It's not just sanctifying or purifying the blood. Now verse 13 is what we're looking at. Not just sanctifying or purifying the flesh, but sanctifying us in spirit, raising us up. That's what his blood does. That's that next verse saying to you, purging
0: your conscience from dead works, quickening your spirit. So now he's become our mediator, starting with he is the high priest. He is now your mediator as well. And it is
2: through him then that redemption is made. So what he really did here is, God really looked at all those previous covenants and said, let's establish a new one, a better one, and a permanent one. So that we don't need to go through that process again and again and again. And anyone that now comes through this covenant,
0: gets that eternal redemption that we saw in, in verse 12. So
2: this sacrifice that Jesus made was not, not like any of the others, the, the like rams and bulls. We saw that Cain and Abel made sacrifices as well. And Cain's wasn't acceptable, but Abel's was acceptable. Jesus offered an even better sacrifice, one made with his own blood, that of an ageless lamb, not just the one-year-old lamb now. An ageless lamb. And this forgiveness of sins and the ratification of that covenant that he made through it, what we are seeing here, the eternal redemption, the promise of salvation once and for all. And that's why it is memorial meal. Now, if you look at Matthew 26, verse 27 to 28, we saw there's a sign, a symbol and a memorial meal. Brother Saviour, can we go to Matthew twenty-six, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight? I hope you are joining the dots now. Of how it started, where it started, from the Passover to an ordinance to now the new covenant, and then as part of
0: the new covenant, there's a sign and a memorial meal as well. Now this is the memorial meal. And he took the cup and gave thanks. And gave it to them, saying,
12: Drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many
0: for the remission of sins. The blood of his covenant, the covenant that he made, that my blood is shed.
2: When it is shed, anyone that comes under it, covered with it, there is remission
0: for their sins. Pour out for many To remember here is that covenants that typically, like we said, typically set up that uh,
2: a memorial as well and a memorial meal in the old in the Old Testament in the the Passover, in the mosaic time in Exodus, they had a meal as well that they ate, they ate the Passover between the two evenings. That was their memorial meal. Here in Jesus, it was his bread and uh, the breaking of bread and the cup that he shed here. That was his memorial meal. We spoke of the signs. In this case, the memorial of the covenant that Jesus established with us. Not a rainbow, not circumcision.
0: The sign or the memorial that he established for us was his cross. His body and blood and now his cross, the memorial meal and the memorial sign.
2: Type Amen if you are understanding now how these covenants are working. They follow the same pattern. Each of them have that same pattern there. Just that they are different in each
0: case. And then when you understand it, you are able to join those dots there. Now we just
2: saw in Hebrews 9 there where he entered once into the holy place. Now what that entered once into the holy place did for you? When you look at um, his death, the veil in the temple was torn into when he gave up his spirit. That opened up the holy of holies. The holy of holies was typically within the tabernacle, the innermost layer and only the high priest entered there that two, once a year. It was a very difficult one because if he was found with blemish, with the stain of sin, he would die there itself. He entered into that. No one else could enter. He became our high priest. He entered, used his own blood. Now the veil of that temple was torn into opening up the holy of holies,
0: giving us access. Giving us access. So what was his covenant by the blood? The blood was shed for forgiveness of sins.
2: And for atonement, reconnecting man with God. That's what this blood did. That's what that journey was all about. We've seen right from the start, what God wanted was for man to come back, turn away from sin so that he can
0: be forgiven. And then fulfillment of atonement so that no one can point a finger. So now when you
2: look at Revelations 12, 11, that says, they overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, this is that overcoming.
0: He can no longer point a finger and say guilty. So what did this, so what did Jesus mean
2: when he said now, at, this, at his memorial meal, when he said, this cup is the new
0: covenant in my blood? When you drink it, when you accept it through your faith, then you become one with Him. When you become one with Him, His blood speaks for you. How does it speak? Let's look at Romans 8, verse 33 and 34. Brother Saviour, can we please go to Romans 8, verse 33 and 34? I hope you are understanding this, what, what we are going through. If you are understanding, please type Amen. It is pretty deep, but once you get that understanding of it, this blood covenant is key
2: in what we use in our prayer. Then next time when you say, by the blood of Jesus, I cover this person in the blood of Jesus, you know. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What you know will only set you free. What you do not know, you might claim, Oh, by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, 1 Peter
0: 2.24, no healing. Only what you know, not what you say, without knowing, shall set you free. Yes, Brother Samuel. Who shall lay anything to
12: the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for
0: us. So he has become our intercessor. And then every time there is an accusation, he says, my blood, the blood has been shed. That is ransom. Ransom has been paid. Now, who
2: understands what is the meaning of ransom? Can we have some? What do you understand by the word ransom? Would you like to type in the chat?
0: What do you or what do you understand when you hear the word ransom? Brother uh, Savio, what do you understand by that word ransom? Ransom is
12: uh, a payment in exchange for something that we that we need
0: so it's it's paid in exchange for it yes
2: yes it's like a payment a price Someone i said price as well in exchange for a prisoner yes it's a payment made to free someone that has
0: been kidnapped or kept captive Now look at yourselves. Does that sound familiar? Look at everything around us. When we were saved, the time before we were saved, Satan fooled
2: people into committing sins and then took hold of them. He did that right from Adam. We remained under his slavery. He stole that key from Adam and then Jesus had to go down to hell
0: and take it back. Free man from that slavery. So it's not just that, but also to face allegations for that sin that we may be liable to
2: judgment when we committed those sins. He's called the accuser of our brethren. When they are standing there as prisoners waiting for the curse of the law to come upon them, then you have this intercessor that comes in. And he says, the blood has been shed
0: whatever the price had to be paid so that they can be free from the curse of the law, that price has been paid. That's our ransom. But when we look at people, unfortunately,
2: almost all of us, before we were saved and received salvation, were
0: standing in that same queue waiting. Waiting to be judged. An important thing, why blood, is because the
2: life of anything is in the blood. Blood has always, since ancient times, been used as ransom. In the time of Moses, it was eye for an eye. That was part of the law. In the Old Testament, blood was used for atonement. We saw that in the Levitical ordinances as well there. Blood had to be sprinkled. You can see a lot of that in Leviticus chapter 16, where it talks about the sin offering. Blood had to be sprinkled. Without blood, there was no cleansing, there is no remission.
0: But the important thing here is that the blood speaks. How does this blood
2: speak? Let's look at two such places. The first one is Genesis 4, verse 10. Uh, Maybe in the interest of time, we won't go into detail there, but I'll tell you in Genesis 4, verse 10, when Cain killed his brother Abel, it records that. The blood of Abel cried for justice, for vengeance. And then we go to Hebrews 12, verse 24. I think this one we'll take. Hebrews 12, verse 24. If we can go to the amplified version, in this case, it tells you that Jesus' blood speaks of mercy.
0: It will join those boats. You will even see in the you'll even see a mention of Abel's blood there, I think. Hebrews 12, verse 24. And to Jesus, the
12: mediator of a new covenant, uniting God and man, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel,
2: which cried out for vengeance. You see, his blood speaks as well. Abel's blood cried for vengeance. His blood cries for
0: mercy. That's the difference. As we saw earlier in Romans 8, was
2: 33, 34. He was our intercessor. It says here as well, Jesus the mediator.
0: He puts God in remembrance. He reminds him of this covenant.
2: And that blood speaks. It speaks over your life. It speaks over my life. That's his intercession. And this then becomes the the mystery of Galatians 2 verse 20. Now, Brother Savio, can we look at brother... See, here the key word for us to look is what's in the bracket. The uniting God and man. Now uniting Jesus and you. Let's look at
0: Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with
12: Christ. That is, in Him I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of
0: God who loved me. And gave himself up for me. So I have been crucified with Christ.
2: When he died in his death, I died too. I died in the flesh. I died to sin.
0: That's what this is. And his blood speaks over me. So the life that I now live is the life that I have received when I am redeemed. I live it by that faith, because that faith is what brought me the redemption. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. and I believed in my heart, I confessed with my lips by that faith. Now here, I'd just like to touch back on
2: Brother Vivek had done a teaching on this blood covenant, and there at one point in that teaching, I'll probably share that link as well, so that you can save the link, so that I could share it here, so you can use it uh, and reflect back on it when you go back to this session and would like to study it a little more in detail and do a personal reflection. There he touched on one part uh, where he said the power of the blood to he- the power of the blood has the sorry the blood has power to heal any and every part of the body by taking up or becoming
0: that part of the body. When there is a damage to the bone, when you have a bruise, and the blood
2: comes out of the blood vessels, it covers up that wound, it heals, it protects from any kind of infections, it clots, it forms a solid covering protection, and then underneath it nurtures, and heals that wound. It has the ability to take up or become that part of the body. Now, when you look at the body of Christ, the church, it is his blood that has that ability to become you, to stand in your place. So when the accuser, Satan, now starts to point a finger, and Jesus, the mediator, stands there as your advocate. Jesus says, this person has died and he takes your place.
0: His blood replaces this part of his body replaces you. And that's when the great divine exchange is taking place.
2: Now, what is taking place during that divine exchange? Pay close attention. I'm going to list out a few things now. So that divine exchange takes place on the cross of Jesus, where everything that we deserved And are regarded as consequences of our sins, our judgment, before God's righteous throne, on which his anger, his wrath is due and his punishment was also due. All of that was placed on Jesus. We saw that just now in Galatians 3, 13, where Jesus himself was made a curse. Because the Bible says, cursed is he who hangs on the tree. So he took that upon himself now what what is that divine exchange let me spell it out for you when we say divine exchange it may not immediately be clear yes. so let me spell it out for you we have humanity on one side and we have jesus on the other side that's where the exchange is taking place between us and him we were guilty and now through him we are made innocent we were unrighteous through him now we are made righteous by his blood we were profane through him now we are made
0: holy we were sinful And now we are made sinless. We were disobedient. Now we are made obedient. We were unfaithful. Now we are made faithful. Are you seeing yourself in that exchange there? Are you able to see yourself in that exchange there? We were unfaithful. We are made faithful. We were self-willed.
2: Now we are surrendered to God. We were full of pride. Now we are made humble. Now we are generous and giving. Is that happening in your life? We were hateful. Now all you feel is love. We were unforgiving. Now we are forgiving. We were vengeful. Now you start thinking of mercy. We were violent. Now we are peaceful. We were dishonest. Now we are truthful. We were immoral, now we are made pure. This, that whole attribute of what would come under God's judgment, now all of those are changed and this is the nature, the character that he sees in us when we are covered by the blood of Jesus. He took our place on the cross. We deserve punishment. He was punished in our place. We deserve to die. He died in our place. We deserve the consequences for our own sin that we willingly did, knowingly or unknowingly. He took the consequence for it. He bore the blame. He bore the shame on that cross. We deserve to go to hell. He even went to hell for us. We saw that. We see that, I think, in in the book of
0: Jude, I guess. But he went to hell and then rose again. Because of Jesus, we can benefit
2: from all of this simply on the basis of what he achieved for us at Calvary. We can enter into that great exchange. It's like literally taking, you know, wearing his clothes over yours. You see a symbolic mention of that in the prodigal son as well. He was dirty, filthy when the when he came back, and the father saw him long way ahead and came running towards him. The first thing he did was. Doesn't matter if you're filthy. Let me put a robe on you. He didn't say let me wash you.
0: Let me put the finest robe on you. The finest robe through the blood of Jesus. So that what
2: you are then seeing is all these things that we spoke about being forgiving, being merciful, peaceful, truthful, pure. All of those is now what is seen when you are dressed in that
0: robe. And he says, not guilty. Enter into my house. The price that Jesus paid, the price that God paid for us.
2: Now when you look at John 3.16 and says God, for God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't give his pocket change. He didn't give an ordinary compensation. He didn't put a low price tag on your head. He said, this person is so precious, I will give
0: my most precious thing in exchange. It's very deep. Now when you attend
2: Mass and during Mass when the priest raised the host and you say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. So now look at it with this meaning. What do you
0: understand from it and what, what feeling does it stir up within you? How intense is that? When we realized how worthless we were. And yet he says, no, covered in that robe now, the robe of his righteousness, you are made worthy. God says, my precious child, come. And then you look at Galatians
2: 2.20 that you are seeing there on screen. It all starts to make sense. It is no longer I who live, but my Christ who lives in me. What is that Christ living in you? All of these things that you gained by that exchange, that divine exchange that have now taken on your nature. And the Holy Spirit takes each of these characters. He starts working upon your nature and saying, let's make that come to pass in reality. Now the exchange is taking place. Let the fruit
0: of that nature be seen. The fruit of the Spirit is working within our lives. It is my Christ that lives in and through me. And his blood has been shed, so the penalty paid in full. Atonement has been made according to God's prescribed ordinance. So this accused person now is free to go. God says, yes, according to the law, it is correct. Not guilty. Atonement complete,
2: person is redeemed. Person is free to go.
0: Free to go where?
2: Go back to your origins. Adam was exiled from God's kingdom, from the Garden of Eden So, going back to where he was exiled from, look at the prodigal son. He imposed self-exile. Most of us actually the Adam did the same. It was self-exile. He forced it upon himself by breaking. the the instruction that was given by not following it but now you can go back to your father's house, the prodigal son is that whole journey summarized within a small parable back to your father's house back to God's kingdom so where the relationship between you and God your father is restored what was the symbol of that restoration that veil that was torn apart in two. I hope you are getting it, I hope you are joining those dots there now The Holy of Holies, the very glory of God that Adam lost when he was thrown out of the Garden of Eden. That Holy of Holies now accessible. That glory of God now once again accessible. And The important thing is God didn't stop there. He gave each one his spirit. That's the baptism of the spirit. So that now when his glory is restored to the person, They are once again back to where Adam was before he sinned. Complete restoration. Are you understanding why we are looking at this journey in this way? That's what each of us must strive to get towards. This is salvation. When the person is not just free to go, but is now led by the Spirit and
0: so comes back to God. Powerful. I hope you are understanding it. So let's look
2: at what the blood does for us now. Sorry, it's going a little over time. I just want to finish a few quick things. Let's look at what the blood does for us. A few observations. Um, in the interest of time, we won't go to those scriptures on screen. But if someone could just type them, Sister Jane, if you could just type them in the chat, that would be good. Revelations 12, verse 11. We touched upon it earlier so they overcame the accuser by the blood of the lamb
0: overcoming is
2: one of those parts that the blood plays no accusation can stand against you now when you look at isaiah 54 verse 17 it says everyone that accuses you you shall condemn them connect these revelations 1211 to isaiah 54 verse 17 yeah can someone please type those in the chat so that just it's for the benefit of everyone that's writing down. Or needs to note it. Uh, second one is Luke 23 verse 34. Where he said on the cross. Father forgive them for they know not what they do. That blood brought mercy. Brought forgiveness. It brought grace. So it cancels those accusations that were being brought. That is replaced now with forgiveness. The third one is. What Romans 5 verse 9 says. It says, we have been justified by his blood. So justification. Made righteous. Accuser cannot point a finger. You are free from guilt by the blood. Forgiveness. Now justification also. What else? Ephesians 2 verse 13. It says, now in Christ, you who were once far away from God have now been brought near through the blood of Christ. So His blood draws us near. You're not just justified and then left there. He starts drawing. Are you now seeing what we were just talking about on the journey? His blood draws you near. Next, Romans 8, verse 38, 39. Very popular scripture. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The blood unites. We just saw that with the uh, veil in the temple being torn into. The blood unites us with God.
0: What else? There's another
2: one for protection, just like in Exodus 12, where the Israelites put the blood on their door. Now you can use that in your prayer. That is your system of advantage when you are faced with that adverse, difficult situation. Satan pointing a finger and saying, to be judged by law is I cover myself or I cover this person in the blood of Jesus. Because of the law being removed, Galatians 3, was 14 then becomes the next thing. When that guilt is removed, you are coming in faith. You can claim to be a descendant of Abraham and claim Abraham's blessings upon you. What else? Healing. Isaiah 53, was 5, 1 Peter two twenty four by the stripes and wounds,
0: the blood that came out there, the price that was paid, the stripes and wounds were atonement. So,
2: healing. Hebrews 10, was 10. This talks about sanctification.
0: You know, Sanctified because of the blood. Ephesians 1, was 7 and 8. Redemption.
2: These talk about redemption. And then lastly, I'd like to look at Revelations 1. So these are 10 things that I'm listing now that the blood does for you. The 10th one is Revelations 1, was 5 and 6. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be, underline the next few words, to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and father. So once again, we are brought back to what we started on the theme of this study, a kingdom of priests, royal priesthood, which is what he designed Adam to be restoring us back to that are you seeing that promise of royal priesthood
0: achieved through this blood covenant and it said this one is eternal once and for all what else, what other observations can we make
2: about these covenants now let's look at all of them when Adam sinned let's look at how the covenants progress when Adam sinned God cursed the ground for his sake With Noah, he said, I will no longer curse the earth. But Noah's covenant was limited to while the earth remains. With Abraham, he started moving to something eternal. He said, your descendants will possess this land forever. So He was giving that possession eternally. And then he furthered it through David where he said, I will raise up a king who now the descendants are given the land forever. But this king will have a throne and he will rule over that land forever or rule over those people forever. You see how he gradually moved towards eternal. With Moses, he gave the people laws, but they kept breaking them. So he said, this time, I shall write my laws on their hearts. You can see that in Hebrews 10, verse 16 to 18. I will write my laws on their hearts. So this time it will be in their memory. It is ingrained within them. And they shall follow it. So no more atonement will be required anymore. When they live by those laws, which are now not just referenced from a book, but which sits within them? Are you seeing how he fulfilled his plan to redeem men through all
0: of these covenants? Joining the dot from one to the other. What's another observation we can touch there? Jesus is the fulfillment not only.
2: Of all that is said in the new covenant. The new blood covenant. But he is a fulfillment of all the covenants put together. Let us see how. Jesus is the offspring of Abraham that walks in faith. He is the source of grace.
0: When judgment is due as in the days of Noah. He leads his people out of bondage to sin. And death out of that bondage, into life in God's kingdom in the promised land. The spiritual version of what Moses did. And then,
2: for, us, for the Davidic covenant, he is that son of David who rebuilt
0: God's house and his throne is established forever. When you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. You are
2: approaching this throne of grace. He is the fulfillment of all those covenants put together, combined. Now how do you claim this covenant and all the covenants then? It is he who draws that lamp. Sorry, it is he that lamb that draws all his people. from every nation, he said, from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and every language, I will draw them to myself. He is the one that draws them to himself. And Then when you believe, irrespective of whether you are Jew or Gentile, he is drawing people from every tribe, every nation. When they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, It says they shall be saved. That's it. So when he completed all that was to be done on the cross, he now said it is finished, accomplished, done. That faith of Abraham has now come full
0: circle in your life. And God honors it and he gives you his spirit to dwell in you. Now
2: you become that tabernacle. It is no longer something that is made out as a tent and a structure anywhere. Are you seeing now how he puts his laws in your heart? He puts his tabernacle within you. The fulfillment of his plan right from Genesis. You don't need to go into a temple somewhere.
0: You are his temple. 1 Corinthians 6.17-19 That's his plan to restore his relationship with men. And that's what all these covenants were all about. That journey coming full circle. I hope you are getting it. When you get a chance, look through these scriptures, touch upon them, reflect
2: on them, and reflect on that divine exchange. You see how your mask becomes so much more beautiful when you think of all these things. Then when you say, Lord, I am not worthy, you should enter under my roof, you will truly mean it when you know
0: where you are, when you know what your flesh is capable of doing. And yet he says, come, come as you are. I'll make that divine exchange work for you.
2: An important thing, lastly, before we close, I want to touch on is if you are thinking... These were covenants that were made thousands of years ago with people back then. Maybe God has forgotten.
0: And are they even valid for us today? The one thing to note is, He is faithful. Hebrews 10 verse 23 that says, God, He who promised His faithful. Brother Savior, can we take Hebrews 10 verse 23? See for it for yourself. Numbers 23, verse 19, we
2: won't take on screen, but I'll just mention it to you. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and will he not do it?
0: Will he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Yes, go ahead, Brother Xavier. Let us seize. And hold tightly the confession
12: of our hope, without wavering, for He who promised is reliable and trustworthy, and faithful to His word.
2: What does this first part of it, the first line on the top, say mean? Let us seize and hold tightly to the confession of our hope. It says, when you hold tightly to that hope and you do not waver in that confession, that becomes your faith. What is your faith here? Your faith should be he that promised this to me is trustworthy. He is faithful. Can we look at Revelations 19, verse 11 as well? That's another thing to look at. That's
0: very important. And then just one more scripture after this and we will will
2: end today's session. Apologies for taking longer, but I just wanted to complete this blood covenant and this part all of it in, in one session so that it's not breaking in between you have continuity there just one more scripture after this
1: yes
12: and I saw yes, heaven and I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he was riding it is called faithful
0: and true trustworthy loyal incorruptible steady
12: and in righteousness he judges and wages
2: war on the rebellious nations that rider on the white horse is jesus and it says very clearly he is called that is one of his identifiers when you call a person by their name that's their identification his identification, his identity is that he is faithful and true. And you see four more descriptors within then within that bracket. Trustworthy, loyal, incorruptible.
0: Faithful will not become you know, broken. He will not turn his back and steady. Faithful, that's his identity, his name. Now let's look at how God was faithful
2: to his people. We've seen what happened in... Uh, Right from the days of Abraham and and, um, the people went into Exodus. Brother, can we go to Joshua 21 verses 43 to 45? Let's see what this faithful one has done and can do for you. Joshua 21 verse 43 to 45. That's our last scripture for tonight. We saw that Abraham, uh, uh, sorry, the journey of the Israelites from uh, Abraham onwards. And his further generations, from the third generation down, they entered into Egypt. And then, after that, after Joseph, they were taken as captives. They were made into slaves until all the way when they passed through the Red Sea, came to freedom, now entering through the Promised Land. Let's look at what these verses talk about.
0: So,
12: the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sown to give to their fathers and ancestors. And they took possession of it and lived in it. The Lord gave them rest from conflict on every side, in accordance with everything that He had sown to their fathers. And not one of all their enemies stood before them in battle. The Lord handed over all their enemies. Them. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel
0: failed. All had come to pass. Of the promises that he made to Abraham. Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3
2: where he said, uh, and then in Genesis 15, as where he said, all the land that you see, I shall give you from the north to the south, to the east and the west. He fulfilled that here. And he said in Genesis 12, verse 3, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. Are you seeing verse 44 here? He gave them rest. From every side, in accordance with everything that He sworn to their fathers, not one of their enemies stood before them in
0: battle. I will curse those that curse you Not one of the good promises with the Lord spoke to the house of Israel failed. All had come. all had come to pass Has he said it. And will he not do it? This is what it meant when we saw that previous verse
2: where he said, Hold on to your confession, the confession of your hope, hold steadfast, hold tight, because he that promised is faithful. I hope you are understanding that. Now we should look to when you understand what this blood can do for you, what the, all the other covenants are about, you pick pull aside, make your notes of all the promises that are in there in these covenants. What are the conditions that we need to fulfill in there? And how do we use them in our prayer life, in our spiritual warfare? That's where you gain the advantage. The whole point is that covenant is still valid today because God is faithful. So He said, Lord, you promised my father in
0: faith. I stand by that as his descendant and I claim it. You claim it. And Jesus
2: promised the use of his name. He promised his blood. We can go again by that same blood and say, Lord, atonement. Lord, forgiveness for sins. I cover this person. I cover myself by that blood. Now Jesus is my mediator. His blood speaks for me. No accuser can point a finger at me. I
0: declare healing. I declare restoration. I declare rebuilding. you can claim those covenants. I hope you enjoyed this session.
2: You can go again and revisit it. It's very deep. It covers the whole connection from the Old Testament to the New Testament of what that blood covenant really was,
0: how it has morphed and how God took it from one stage to the next level. Uh, I
2: saw a note in the chat there where someone saying compile all three videos. If you go onto our YouTube channel the, the, and you go onto our playlists, you will see this as a playlist there. All three videos are connected, are linked within that playlist, including today's one. And next week's will be a fourth session, where next week's session is going to be a scriptural feast. A whole, we'll talk go through a whole long list of scriptures and we'll try and connect them with a few different circumstances within our life. Hopefully, you will be you will gain some ammunition there. Uh, To look at how you can use them then in your prayer. That will become your system of advantage. Now use these covenants in your arsenal. Use those scriptures. I confess boldly list of scriptures is already there in our arsenal. We will look at a few more as well there. Then strengthen your place of prayer. Focus on your relationship with
0: God. Nothing can stand against you. That's what our journey must be. Be blessed, everyone. Have a great and wonderful weekend, and uh, we shall see you at the morning encounter tomorrow. Be blessed. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, brother.